You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, this week's show is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Kingpin's been serving the professional tattooer and piercer for nearly 20 years. Whether you need books, regular or cartridge needles, tubes, machines, or any shop supplies, Kingpin has you covered. Make your next order at kingpintattoosupply.com or give them a call at 888-299-5675. Mention the podcast and you get a free sample box of Kingpin's slot lock needles with your next order. We're also brought to you by Inkies Tattoo Products. You can find them at inkies.com. Use the promo code Sullen Radio with your next order and get a free sample pack of Inkies products. Inkies has numbing creams and sprays, tattoo ointments packed with vitamins, minerals, and essential oils. They have multiple healing products so you can choose the best option for you. Make an order at inkies.com and use the promo code Sullen Radio to get a free sample pack of products. With Inkies, you have more than one choice. Numb, heal, and protect with Inkies. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio Weekly. I'm Joe Swanson. This week I got to talk with tattooer Jacob Doney out of Southern California. Man, what a cool guy. He does wonderful Western traditional style work, um, is just crushing it every day. He's, he's on, the, on the gain right now, it seems, and um, it's exciting to see his work consistently solid. And um, I had a fun time talking with him. We talked about uh, a move that he possibly has coming up to moving to uh, a spot that has more people that, um, and, and like I said, easier access uh, with an airport for people traveling, coming in to get tattooed. And so I think that's smart. And I think more people are thinking about doing that, placing them in a position where, placing themselves in a spot where you have the the demand for your work. And um, it's great. I think that it's going to be exciting to see his work flourish. And, and after he makes that move, where it goes, it can only, I think it's only going to be a good move for him. So we got to talk about that. Um, we got to talk about, you know, what he's using equipment wise and, and why he loves a coil machine. And, um, you know, talked about a bunch of stuff. So I had a great time with him. His work is just, uh, wonderful. And, and, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I've been continuing to read the book uh, by Andrew Loomis, How to Draw the Head and Hands. It's been fun. It's been uh, a great time diving back into those basic um, elements of, of drawing. And I've been working on my consistency, drawing about 15 minutes a day of just the head. And um, it's been great. You know, Talking about consistency, Jacob Doney's tattoos are consistent. They're all solid and well-executed. This is Sullen Radio Weekly, and this is my talk with tattooer Jacob Doney. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sullen Radio. I'm Joe Swanson. I'd like to welcome my guest today, Jacob Downey. How you doing, man? Good, man. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me on the show, Joe. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. I know we've been... Uh, you know, for a long time, for this first year, we've been kind of back and forth a little bit trying to get you on and, and uh, finally found a time to d sit down and do it. So I'm excited. Um, you know, one of the reasons, obviously, is I love your work. You know, that, that kind of traditional stuff is 
right up my alley. I say it all the time. Like that's my roots in street shop tattooing and being exposed, uh, exposed to that stuff really early on. And, um, you know, my, my mentor, Steve Hendricks from Monterey had shops in Hawaii and Subic Bay, Philippines, and always these port towns. So all that kind of production stuff is, is my love, you know? Yeah. So how did you become in, infatuated with that kind of tattooing? Um, you know what, man, uh, to be honest, I have, a, I come from a new school background. Um, at the time when I was getting into tattooing, um, that, that to me was what kind of mesmerized me. But, um, I think what I liked about it actually was a lot of traditional elements, believe it or not. Like I liked the bold lines and I liked the bright colors of mm -hmm. new school. Um, and I think what really made me switch is, uh, I, I still, I still like all types of tattooing, especially new school, but, um, you know, I would just see my tattoos, um, you know, say like five years down the road and there was little tricks and stuff that I was doing that I felt were unnecessary, you know, and uh, I, I felt like with traditional, um, I was able to simplify my tattoos and they were able to read better and uh, kind of hold up, you know, better down the road. So um, it's really a preference for me. You know what I mean? I can't say that traditional is the only way to go, but for me, it was just you know, starting off a new school and kind of seeing how my tattoos were healing, uh, just like any other artist, you, you want to progress and figure out ways to make your tattoos look better. So that that's why I think I got into American traditional tattooing. It's going to evolve for sure, you know, and yeah. I, I think that's uh, new school obviously is very influenced by traditional tattooing and, and yeah. some of these standards of, of tattooing that came before it. And guys were pushing those limits, but the base you know, the ideas behind it, that it's going to stay the test of time. It, it has to still be applied. And it's one thing about traditional tattooing that I love is it's so readable. Like you talk about that and yeah, the simple, it's simple. You can see it from across the room. That's one of those things. I, I don't know who said it, but, um, might've been in an interview with Scott Sylvia or something, but he said, you know, I want to be able to see and read the tattoo, from you know 10 15 whatever 20 feet away across the room and see what it is whether it's a panther head or a skull or a rose yeah and absolutely. it's something that is is can be lost without the correct you know composition when you start adding those extra tricks in so yeah and it, it's funny because um you know I, I look at obviously i'm into a lot of the classic tattoo flash and things like that and it's it's funny how, you know, they had it right from the beginning, you know, and obviously I think art should evolve and change. And I think that it's good uh, that people are doing different types of tattooing. But if you take a look at like the original uh, imagery, you know, from like the early tattoo drawings, it's like they kind of had it right from the get go, you know, minimal color, uh, bold lines. Uh, and that's just for skin. You know what I mean? And if you're painting or doing other things and it's like, you know, the rules don't apply so much. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of that stuff is uh is, is really smart, man, how, you know, so long ago they had it figured out and we're still using a lot of that stuff today, you know? Right, right. Who, who are some of those early guys that you really take influence from? I can tell you mine, but I want to hear who yours are. Um, absolutely, and this might sound cliche, but I, I, I think uh, Sailor Jerry would have to be uh, one of my favorites. Um, not not because he's the most commercial, but I feel like uh, a lot of the older designs, like Cap Coleman and uh, – People like that, uh, their designs and their layout were like absolutely perfect. But what I like about Sailor Jerry is he kind of took what everyone was doing and cleaned it up and made it kind of more eye appealing, I guess mm -hmm. you would say, you know. So um, I think uh, I think that's why I like his stuff. You know what I mean? He, his stuff definitely stands out amongst the others. Um, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily the best. It's just 
it's my preference of what I like the most. I think it started to become more educated at, you know, around, yeah, that, absolutely. around that time. Some of that early stuff, you know, you see Bob Shaw stuff, Burt Grimm stuff that was, um, uh, one of my favorites, Owen Jensen, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, you know, and uh, Dainty Dottie along those same lines. Yeah. Just the color palette, the fucking layout. It was, yeah. And and I guess what I what I mean by more educated is it just they were doing not just the you know the the broke up you know pinup faces. Yeah. He was actually putting some thought into you know how the face is supposed to be structured, and I think still simplifying it, which makes it. Um, tattooable and in, in yeah. with the equipment that they had and things like that back then. But man, I, I agree with you. I think that his stuff has gotten so much commercial. It's gotten so commercialized um, to the point where, you know, you kind of, I found myself saying, you know, when somebody asks me what kind of style that I tattoo in, I say, Oh, well, some people might, you know, I've heard of it as like a Sailor Jerry style, you know, cause people are yeah. familiar with that. You know, they yeah. walk down the aisle at the, at the, liquor store and you can see a pinup that we've <laughs> yeah. been looking at in these books that you know ed hardy put out yeah you know and and yeah. he's been looking at them from flash that he got probably from you know jerry direct so it's yeah it's interesting to see that uh how how commercial it's gone but um it is absolutely 100 percent true what you say it's it's some of the best stuff and i i think it it's appealing to the eye and it'll be timeless that way yeah, absolutely, man. Um, but like you said, I mean, there, there's countless artists that I can go on and on about uh, from the early days. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of us still are taking stuff from these guys and we don't even realize it, you know, because we're, we're soaking in like mm -hmm. all these different ideas from stuff we see. But a lot of it, you know, ultimately derives from the older stuff, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of whether it's, you know, the image idea or, you know, the color palette or things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's kind of cool. It's interesting, too, because a lot of people take it you can take different lanes with it as far as you know what people i think sometimes people forget is that stuff flash that was created back then that was a, a tool a a tool of work that you use to make money and yeah. so that's a lot of times why those faces were busted and why those things were haphazardly kind of put together quickly they look a little simple and sketchy but they still read really well. And I think yeah. some people nowadays take it and they want to make it as, as period as possible. Absolutely. And so they, they kind of replicate those, those designs. But I like what you do with it is you take those standards and those, those elements and the guidelines that you're learning from these designs and you build your own artistic, you know, uh, vocabulary into it. Yeah. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, it's, I find myself when I'm doing a flash design, I'm like, man, this is, this is perfect, you know? So it's hard to go from doing something that was drawn, you know, 50, 60 years ago and recognizing that it's absolutely perfectly drawn and laid out. It's like, you almost want to keep repeating that, but, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, you have to express yourself artistically. So that's exactly what you said is I, I try to take the things I like from, from those old designs but with my own artwork, you know what sure. I'm saying? But, um, you learn those, you learn those formulas, right? I mean, yeah, you absolutely. learn what makes that shit look good. If I place the rose here with the dagger, why, why it looks nicer than if I place it here. Cause yeah, you absolutely. know, I mean all these different, all these different little things from, and that just comes with educating yourself on that, on that type of work, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. 
you love painting? Um, you know what I do? Um, to be honest, um, I used to eat, sleep, breathe, uh, drawing and tattooing, which don't get me wrong, I still do. Um, and I think you could relate to this. Uh, you never you're never not thinking about work, you know, even when I'm at home, I'm thinking about work. But I think uh, I think since I've had my kids and stuff, um, it's allowed me to kind of slow down and uh, not only that, but prioritize my things, you know, what I mean, um, but I don't think sitting around drawing is ever a waste of time. I just think mm-hmm. um, for me, I haven't been able to paint as as much um, as I would like to. But as of right now, it's uh, since tattooing is my income, I'm really focusing on putting all my energy into the drawings since those are going on a skin as to where if I was putting all my energies into paintings that, you know, aren't necessarily going on skin or anything, I think that's good, you know, to put that time into a painting. But Mm -hmm. right now I really need to focus on trying to make my tattoo designs as good as they can be Mm -hmm. uh, only because they're going to be permanent, you know? Right. And that's, uh, like you said, that's your income and, and you opened a shop up, um, a handful of years ago. Talk about that experience. Um, having tattooed for a little over a decade and, and finding yourself now in that position where, um, you're kind of the boss and and you have to have to run it. What's that experience been like for you? Um, it's tough because, um, being that I'm a young tattooer still, um, I think a lot of people that had been tattooing longer than me kind of felt like maybe it was a bad move. Um, but ultimately, um, I was at a place where I was ready to do it. And, um, I don't know. I guess you're kind of uh, in the hot seat a little bit because you have to be, I guess, the hardest working guy there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because if you want people to come work with you or, you know, feel like there's something to be learned from you, it's like you need to not be lazy and you need to right. be working as hard as possible. So I think that's been both a good and bad thing, you know, mm-hmm. trying to, um, you know, stay motivated enough and like, constantly pushing to where people see that and want to work work mm. with me and feel like okay you know like now i realize why i'm working with this guy you know right. um, lyle tuttle the- speaking on that point of being there and and being the hardest working guy there lyle tuttle told me it's hard to stand in a man's shadow especially when he's not there to <laughs> yeah. cast it you know and yeah, that's true man he found himself in that same position years ago where he was doing a lot of traveling and and pat martinuk and those guys that he had back there working for him were um, ended up going off and doing their own thing um, just because he was gone so much. So I, I understand that mentality of, hey, this is mine. It's It's got my name on it. And now I have to really step that up. It, it eats into your travel time. And I think that's an important aspect of tattooing these days. How do you balance that? Um, it's, it's tough, uh, to be honest. Um, I'm definitely, I have the type of personality where I'm so excited about different art endeavors that if it was up to me, I would be doing so many different things at once. But um, like I said, I work better with structure. So I think now that um, I have more structure in my life, um, I'm able to prioritize better. Um, So that's why I said, like, as of right now, I'm at a place where I'm just really trying to focus on my shop and drawing, you know. Mm traveling is definitely something that will be in the near future i would just like to you know let my kids grow up a little bit before i'm away from home all the time and things like that because uh ultimately as much as i love tattooing i think being a dad is uh is, is more important you know what i mean sure. uh, how so many, how many kids you have uh two i have a son that just turned five and then my daughter's three awesome man that that's yeah, cool so. age three and five yeah um but I, I i have to say that i do take tattooing just seriously um but yeah, so as of right now, 
Um, I'm really just focusing on being a good, uh, what is the word I'm trying, uh, like customer service. You know, that's another thing that I really try to think on um, is making sure that the interaction with me and the client is very professional and um, that they feel comfortable. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, you know, they're paying our bills, you know? Sure. And I think that that's super awesome that awesome. we're able to do what we love every day. And so I don't know, I guess I just try not to lose sight of that. But as far as being a business owner, um, it's tough. I think, uh, like I said, I just, just work hard every day um, and know that I'm putting in, the, the the work you know what I mean so I feel like if someone was like hey that dude's lazy it's like well I, I have the things to show you I have the drawings I have you know right I you know I, I can kind of back it up a little bit in that aspect you know so well, I think um, it I think when you've done that and you're at that point too it makes it um you know you talk about even when you open your shop having other people say oh, I don't know if this is the the right move for you yeah. at this time it's I think it's great to seek counsel but ultimately the, you're the only person that knows what's right for you at that moment. And having put in that hard work allows you that time to spend with your kids and, you know, get create, get creative and excited about things because you were just at the park all day you know, or ha you know, half the morning um, running around with them and looking at leaves and, and throwing them around and shit. Yeah. And, and you come back to your shop now and you can, um, you can put that work in towards your clients and, Shit, everybody knows you can draw a rose. Everybody knows you can paint a dope skull. I think it, at that point when you have those paintings, you have those repetitions to show for it, you can, you, that balance is okay to have, you know? Yeah, Just absolutely. A lot of people, I think, get, get um, and I've put this on myself too, get in that idea of, man, I have to produce, I have to produce, I have to produce. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Fuck, dude, it's like, it, you know, I am producing. I'm producing creativity other ways. You know, for me yeah. personally, I'm producing this this podcast. I'm I'm spending time with my aunt, you know, my dogs. I'm spending time with my wife and family and kids. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm gaining, I'm gaining the, that experience and, and those things that are going to feed into whatever I'm doing creatively. Create, creatively. <laughs> yes, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. But um, it, it's a, it's an interesting place we're in in tattooing right now. Um, yeah. And that's the other thing is I don't think like one formula works for everybody. You know, no. what I, mean? I think you definitely need to find uh, what works for you. And I think I'm, I'm finally at a place where I'm 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 finding that balance, you know, because just like you said, um, I guess you, you have this feeling like you need to be constantly producing, constantly keeping people in interested in what you're doing which is almost i, I kind of relate the music industry a lot to tattooing you know it's like you you almost got to keep the people happy and things like that but at the end of the day it's like you don't want to burn yourself out you know mm -hmm. and i think ultimately as long as i'm producing the best possible tattoos that i can uh, i think my customers will see that you know so yeah that, that, that's kind of where my head's at what was the experience like for you going down to talk a little bit about the sullen uh, connection that you have going down to sullen TV and, and um, filming that and, and having, having that kind of featured and, and your name kind of being put out there on a bigger platform. Um, I think it's really cool. I think, um, were you nervous? I, I was, I was very nervous. The thing I like about sullen is I think like with tattooing and just art, um, it's almost become this competition kind of thing. And that bums me out because it's like, when I think back to like being, being in art classes and things like that, it was like this, there was like a sense of community there. Everyone was interested in like, 
what you were doing or things like that. And I think that's kind of what Solon is, is, is it's showcasing all all of our love for art, ultimately, you know what I mean? I think it's cool that there's so many different backgrounds of art that's uh, that's in their line of clothes, you know? Um, but yeah, to answer your question, it was very nerve-wracking only because when I first got into it, um, I, there, I couldn't keep up with any of those guys. I still can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are traveling the country. They're huge names and things like that. So I was kind of confused, you know? I, I thought they just kind of, like, liked me as a dude. So I was like, oh, maybe they're just being nice and let me do some artwork, you know? But... Um, I think knowing that they had good artists on board kind of motivated me to, to, to try to produce something nice for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, what kept me like in touch with them is just how down to earth they are, you know, cause they have so much success, but, uh, you know, Ryan and Jeremy, they're, they're just cool dudes, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, I think we ultimately want the same thing at the end of the day, you know, we're just doing what we love and, uh, we want to be the best at it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it is a, um, it's fun to see, you know, I was excited to see the traditional stuff popping up in there in, in there. You know, when I started looking more into Sullen early on, um, I loved seeing that, you know, lucky bastard getting some, getting yeah. some love and, and stuff like that, man. It's awesome. Awesome to see. Uh, what did you end up? T- I forget what little design, what design did you do that day at Sullen TV? Um, I actually remember? did a, an anchor in uh, oh, had right. the, sailor, the sailor's grave in it. And, uh, to be honest, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of happy I went with like a simple design um, just because I knew it was going to be a long day and stuff. So I didn't want to try to, you know, do something too wild and too crazy. So uh-huh. I was kind of happy that it was short and sweet and to the point. And, uh, you know, it was a traditional design, which is exactly what I like to do. But I think they did uh, a really good job uh, doing it. And I, I think it's cool because they give us so much. You know what I mean? They like Solon has so many contexts and covers so many different elements that I couldn't have reached on my own. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool that although I'm a smaller artist name than some of the guys that are on board, it's like, I'm, they don't make you feel any less important. No, not at all. Not yeah. At all. And that's, that's what I like, you know? Yeah. No, so. it's definitely, if you walk in there to HQ and, and bump into Jeremy, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, big Gus, or if you're just somebody looking at some beanies, you know, he treats you the same. And that's something I've loved about those guys from the, from the get go, you kind of know what you get with them and, um, and they super welcoming and approachable. Yeah, I agree completely. So, I mean that, and that man boils back down to customer service. And you talked about it a little bit ago, you know, and, and speak on it a little bit more because that whole idea of customer service, I think it was, in tattooing really, really early on because it was a, um, a blue collar trade, you know, you had to, you had to have some customer service. Now you weren't going to take any bullshit, but you were also going to try to make the guy happy. And I just, and I just read in, what was it? The tattoo time. I was, I've been talking about these, uh, cause I just got the tattoo time box set, uh, from Kingpin and I've been going back through the interviews and I think it was the, the Bob Shaw interview that, that he was talking about that very thing, customer service, the guy came back and was disappointed with, you know, the amount of red and he packed red through this one whole area of the face on this little depth. And he was, he said, man, I could have handled that a completely different way. And the guy probably would have came back, been super happy, brought his friends back. And, you know, that whole idea of customer service, I think, 
got lost a little bit of the way. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's back. You, you know, people are finding that, uh, they have to do some things to set themselves apart. You know, you, people aren't just coming in anymore, picking stuff off the wall and, you're the only game in town, so they're going to come to you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's like I, I understand people's frustration because uh, just like, you know, you've been doing this long enough, uh, you know, you get some clients that, you know, are, are easy to work with and some that aren't. But at the same time, it's like you have to understand that they don't have all the knowledge you do about tattooing. Right. That's something I try to remember is it could be a seasoned tattoo collector that's been around and knows everything or it could be like, you know, a stay-at-home mom that this is her first thing she's super nervous so i feel like that's our job to make them feel welcoming because like like i said at the end of the day they're putting food on the table for you you know mm -hmm. by you know paying our bills and things like that so it's like i don't know i think just you know having a little patience and stuff wouldn't wouldn't kill us you know right what do you like working with these days what's your what's your day-to-day -day setup machine wise uh, and and what are you using well i i've been using uh my liner machines have been by a builder named Brandon Feldman. Um, I actually used to use Aaron Kane liners, uh, and I still think they're great liners. I think as I just started uh, using a little bit of a heavier line weight, um, I, I wanted a little bit of a harder-hitting machine. So I, I've jumped around a lot, but I like uh, Brandon Feldman's liners. And then uh, I, I still use Soba shaders. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite shader. And then uh, I actually just order a machine that's going to come in the mail today from a guy named Henry Rodriguez. And uh, – it's funny. I think my my opinion has kind of changed a little bit uh, because before I was like, oh, I'll only use a machine if it's from like a huge name, you know. But I think it's it's kind of cool. Um, it's kind of like helping out the small businesses, you know. I, right. I, it's cool ordering a machine from someone that has put a lot of time and you know attention into it, and they're a tattooer as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think sometimes you get better quality that way when there's uh, less of a production you know that they got to meet but that doesn't mean that i feel that big name tattoo machines are any any less good you know i just mm -hmm. feel that uh it's kind of cool to put pockets or money into the pockets of, of people just like you and i you know they're sure. just trying to make a living and uh so it's it's, it's cool uh as far as needles uh i i use tat soles uh traditional liners um mm. for all my needles and then um i use their uh their shader needles as well cool yeah, I've yeah. used man. I haven't used tassel needles in a long time. I, I used them for a period like through, man, like late two thousand eight, two thousand nine, or something yeah. like that. A little bit, tried them out, and and been back and forth. I'm using a. Have you messed with the cartridge system at all? I started messing I with I, that. I, Kingpin's got you know disposable cartridge tubes, and they got the slot lock needles now. And so I've been really messing with those and and seeing what I like and don't like about them. And um, have you tried it out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't messed up, and that's just like rotaries. I mean, there's a lot of talk, you know, people will be like, oh, like, you know, I, I think you might know about this, but, you know, people go back and forth on rotaries versus coil. Um, to be honest, I'm not biased against either one. I happen to use only coils, but I see people all the time that are making amazing tattoos with both. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that one is better than the other yeah, necessarily. I, I completely agree. You know, I'm, I'm in a spot right now where, um, dude, I, I think I need to get a new coil machine, you know, or mess with my old ones and just jump back on it. I, I don't know what it is, but I've been missing that. Um, I've been missing that feel, just the feel of a coil machine. I've been using the, the Bishop rotary and the axis rotary, um, for 
a while now. Before that, I was using FK irons. And so I've tried a bunch of different ones. Um, yeah. And I love them. Like it's, you know, I, I love aspects about all of them. Um, I don't know what it is, man. I'm just feeling nostalgic, I think. I want to, you know, hear, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. hear that slap. No, absolutely, man. And to be honest, I have given rotaries a try. Um, I think they're designed like awesome, you know, especially if, if you don't like uh, messing with the tuning and things like that. Uh, I think purely it was just the the sound is the only reason why I couldn't get into it. But um, like I said, man, I think just like we were talking about earlier, I don't think there's one formula for everyone. You right. know? It's like if, if, if you have the right tool that makes you produce a good tattoo, then that's ultimately all that matters. So That's the only formula that needs to be a standard, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah absolutely, man. That, that's, that's it. And however you get there, you know, each person's going to use – different tools you know a lot of guys are using digital now have you jumped on that game yet or you know i haven't and to be honest like i think i have the the if it's not broken don't fix it kind of thing because even um i won't name names but obviously there's a lot of new needle companies coming out and a, a lot of my friends have switched over and they're like man you, you know you should try these out and i'm all for trying out new things especially if it's gonna make my tattoo better um so i definitely have an open mind to trying out new stuff mm -hmm. uh it's just right now the setup that I have is is working perfect and I'm able to consistently sure. produce the same results. So I think until that changes, I'll probably stick with what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. You know, I I jumped over and started doing stuff digitally. I like it. I, yeah. You know, especially when you're building more complicated pieces or, you know, you want the freedom to flip flop, you know, between different elements. You know, OK, let me yeah. see if this person thought about doing roses but they might like this five petal flower so i'm going to do yeah, a yeah. couple different layers and i'm just going to be able to you know click it back and forth and show you hey this is what it looks like with these flowers this is what it looks like with this you know and, and i've i've really liked how it's kind of i use the same process you know what i mean it's a yeah, red absolutely. it's it's uh first layer is is red pencil essentially, you know, laid over with a felt tent, you know, felt tip pen. And, yeah. um, so it's the same process, but I, I like how clean it is and how quickly you can get something that looks finished and even doing your shading studies and things like that, you can pop open a new layer, shade it this way. Ah, uh, you know, let me see how this looks. If I just like, let me shut that layer off, throw up a new one. And what if I shaded it like this? And yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think that's cool. Um, and I think I misunderstood what you're talking about as far as digital, but uh, I, I'm actually seeing more and more people using that stuff, mm -hmm. uh, even traditional guys. And uh, I think that's good for numerous reasons, uh, especially for like we were talking about, it could be a first time client that's new to tattooing. So, um, and that's, that's a question a lot of people say, like if I'll, I'll be describing what I'm going to draw for them, they're like, Oh, I'd have to see it. You know, I'm having a right. hard time picture it. So it's like, in that aspect, it's good. And then, um, you know, ultimately, you know, by doing that, you could save yourself from making a huge error, you know, like, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't put those two colors together or, you know, I'm glad I changed this. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's really good. I think I'm just not computer savvy yet. <laughs> you know, what you I, mean? know so I, I haven't tapped into it too much. Right. And I think if you can click open an email and you can and you can, you know, watch a YouTube video like I'm the same way, man. I know certain yeah. things with computers and I can um, but I'm not you know, the, the, the smartest dude on them, but I was able to pick up yeah. this Cintiq companion too. And, you know, with a little bit of instruction from my buddy, Matt Hodell and a little bit of research online, 
you know, quickly kind of bring myself up to speed with um, being able to replicate my process, but in a digital manner. Now, I think that given some more time and some more education, um, I definitely want to switch over my program that I use. Like right now I'm using Sketchbook Pro and I want to use um, Manga Studio, which is what Russ Abbott uses. And yeah, um, I just need to find the time to jump on uh, and watch Russ's video and, and, and dive into the program a little bit more. But um, yeah, so it wasn't, there was a learning curve, you know, and it's, and yeah. I think there's even things that I could do that would make it a little bit more um, like even the feel of drawing on paper, you, you can get different yeah, tips for your pen, you know, for the, for the pen and the stylus, you get different tips and that have different, um, feels. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm just at the very kind of tip of the iceberg with it. And, and, you know, some of these guys are just, I mean, they use it really to render wonderful, you know, things. I'm just yeah. kind of a, you know, I consider myself still a street shop guy that's just using it to create, you know, cool tats. And yeah. that's, I dig it, man. It's, it, it keeps uh pencil eraser bits out of my bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I think that's cool. Cause it's like, you know, like you said, you have a street shop background, but at the same time you're willing to do, you know, things that are going to make the tattoo ultimately come out better. And I think mm. that's, that's kind of what's important. So I, I, I agree with you too. Um, Although I don't use the digital stuff, um, the the sketches that I post, um, that that's a lot of my prep work, you know, mm -hmm. um, just knowing where the black's going to be and uh, how it's going to be laid out, and you know, my dark and light values mm -hmm. and things like that. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's good, man. I think that it's good, you know, that these new things are coming out because that's showing that people aren't satisfied. You know, that they're like, mm -hmm. you know, how could we be better? How could we, you know? make tattoos people, that much better you know man people are testing the boundaries right now yeah and that and that's that's great you know and it's you know as long as you realize you know what the limits are for skin you know what i'm saying but um some I, people I are trying to find that i think some people are trying to find that out these days you know yeah, what yeah, i mean ab it's, absolutely it's, we're at a place where people are truly pushing the limits of what is being has ever been accomplished on skin and yeah and i mean ultimately time will tell and we'll see what you know some of this stuff holds up and what of this stuff doesn't hold up over yeah. time and that's like you said you know you you worked in a specific style for you know maybe the first five years and then looked back and you saw that amount of clientele that was coming back with that particular style and you were able to evaluate it and i think that's what's happening now as people are creating a, a, a small and large bodies of work of particular styles that are going to be able to be evaluated, you know, five, 10, 20 years from now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, what's cool, like how you said about, um, being like, you know, raised around a street shop and things like that. I, I I'm kind of grateful for the time I was brought into tattooing is because I think it's allowed me to be more open-minded, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that's what I, I'm thrown off by people that are jumping into traditional tattooing and producing like amazing tattoos in like under four years, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? And it's like, that's a little frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, man, like I'm glad that I was able to do a lot of the dumb or crazy tattoos that I did early on because, uh, it, it allowed me to just kind of just look at different spectrums of tattooing, you know, and kind of appreciate them and appreciate the people that do them. You know what I mean? Cause obviously I realized there's things that I'm not good at because I've tried them and it's like, it makes me just respect those things much more cause I've actually tried them, you know? I think that learning curve that, you know, some of us came up having to deal with 
pre-internet or just you know in the early days of yeah, the internet before social media sure before you could really see what was going on over in russia and see what was going on in the uk you know other than in a magazine every month and and only a handful of pictures but now you can be inundated with that stuff and you can kind of see the culture of the worldwide culture of tattooing what's happening yeah. and so i think that cuts down on the learning curve and that's why you see in people come into it with a year of tattooing yeah and they're crushing it you know it's, yeah absolutely it can be frustrating but it's also it's there for us as well you know yeah yeah no absolutely yeah i agree completely so, what's uh what are your kids what are your kids doing right now that's uh that's making you laugh um you know what um my son does this thing right now um that Ever since I've been little, when I draw, I stick my tongue out. It's just kind of like a thing, and that's something that he does that's that's super awesome. And uh, it's funny. My kids are so different from each other. My son, he's a lot like me in the sense that he's kind of shy and, uh, you know, really into being creative. That, that's kind of how I was. You know, art was always kind of an escape, you know. Um, so it was not in a bad way, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. you know, it's like if I was bored growing up, it's like, you know, oh, let's, let's, let's do some drawing, you know, and uh, – I think that's cool. I, I felt like growing up, I never really, you know, just sat in front of the TV or like did things like that. Um, it was like, I was always trying to do something creative, you know? And I think both my kids are like that just in different ways, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, my daughter, she's definitely, um, just really into girly stuff, man, to be honest. Uh, so I think me, me and my son click a little more as far as like, you know, sitting down and, uh, he actually, because I'm working on drawing so often for work. Um, there's times that, you know, I'm like, man, it, it, it's hard. You always want to be hanging out with your kids. There's times you got to work, but it, it's kind of cool. You know, sometimes he'll just pull up a chair next to me and he'll just start mm -hmm. coloring something while I'm drawing and stuff. So again, it's just trying to find that balance, you know, but, um, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, th they both get that creativity from both me and my wife. Cause my wife's the same way, although she doesn't draw, like she's a very creative person. So mm -hmm. did being, um, it, it's... Did, Go ahead. did being shy, uh, as a, as a kid, did that affect you when you first started getting into tattooing? It's a, it's a pretty social kind of driven business. Absolutely, man. It did. Um, but, um, I've always believed that, uh, and this is, you know, something I believe like, and even Sailor Jerry says it, is that your work speaks for itself is, you know, I just, I always just wanted to work as hard as I could. Um, and just let, let the work kind of do the talking is when it came to drawing and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. that's a little different from what you just asked. Um, but yeah, ultimately I think it helped me overcome that boundary. Um, uh, but as I got older into like my teenage years, I think I was not as shy, you know, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that's what I love so much about tattooing is the interaction, you know, it's, uh, just getting to know people and hearing their stories. And, uh, it, it's, it's a unique thing that I don't think a lot of jobs offer that, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, an another thing that I, I had brought up to someone recently is in tattooing, your worth is almost kind of like reassured every day. You know what I'm saying? As to where with a lot of jobs, you don't get that, you know, you come home and you're like, man, no one appreciates me or whatever, but you know, it's like when you do a good tattoo and you see how enthusiastic your client is, it's like you kind of go home with that. Like, man, like that's cool. You know, not in an arrogant way, but you're just like, man, like I'm I really made that person's day and they also made your day. So I think that's what's super rewarding, you know.
Hey everybody, Kingpin Tattoo Supply has Tattoo Artist Magazine Volume 1 on sale right now. Now in this 1 through 5 series of Tattoo Artist Magazines packed into one book, you have reoccurring articles by Seth Safari and Mike Malone, two of my favorite, Seth Safari and Mike Malone. Seth not only is a great tattoo machine builder, but also a great writer. He dives headfirst into tattoo machine theory and how it has a direct effect on a person's tattooing. Really great stuff. Mike Malone, you know, brings his usual wit with stories like a clown in brown and a tattoo guy in Chinatown is one big chump. Great stuff from Mike. He's one of my favorite writers. I think you guys will love these stories. These are the first five highly sought-after issues of Tattoo Artist Magazine, and they're together in one volume. Get your copy today at Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Tattoo Artist Volume 1 is, like I said, on sale for only 54 bucks. Pick up a copy at kingpintattoosupply.com or call them at 1-888-299-5675, and please let them know you heard them mentioned on the podcast. I had two experiences in the last couple of weeks. One um, yesterday, was it yesterday? Or the day, the day before yesterday, I tattooed my oldest daughter for the first time. So oh, this is man. the first time tattooing any of my kids. Um, I tattooed uh, my daughter Brooklyn. She turned 18 in September and um, we scheduled about, you know, around the time of her birthday <laughs> or a little bit before and and so, all right, well, I got time to do it. Let's yeah. let's do it. So we did a big tattoo. She did great. And I also tattooed, um, when I was out in Colorado, I tattooed my mom again. I hadn't tattooed her since 99. Yeah. And I did a little purple pansy on her shoulder. So I added like a bird and another flower. Um, yeah. But man, how crazy, you know, my daughter in particular was just like we'd stop for a little bit of a break she'd walk over to the mirror and look at the look at the tattoo and just like get this giddy smile like i can't believe this is on me yeah and i'm just thinking to myself damn that's such a good feeling like i get to give yeah. that feeling to i've given that pe feeling to thousands and thousands of people over my you know close to 20 years tattooing and it's like yeah shit man it was cool yeah absolutely man and, and i think that's that's where like, you know, it, it comes down to like how we're talking about customer service and stuff. It's like, how can you be angry or upset all the time? You know? And it's like, that's mm -hmm. your job. You know, you're, you're, you're changing people's lives. I mean, even if it's in a small way, I'm not saying you're changing their lives like in a crazy way, but it's just, no, yeah, there's, it's just such a rewarding thing. Yeah. And there's hills and valleys with it too. I mean, there's, there's levels to it. You know, you, you can have somebody that's super excited. You can have somebody that is, you know, just doesn't express themselves that way. Yeah. I've bringing people, I've brought people to tears emotional tears i brought people to physical tears with tattooing i mean it, yeah. it runs the gamut and i think when you get those moments where you feel the excitement that that person has and you can yeah. feel that vibe you know you, you see like what your artwork is doing being placed on them like yeah. to their spirit it's it's an amazing feeling yeah absolutely man i agree completely so, um what's uh what's what's coming up for you man you're focused on your shop um what uh what kind of projects you have going on you told um, me a little bit of you know some some things that are in the works for sullen but um probably not for for another year coming out because i know those guys yeah. are well ahead of the pace yeah to uh to, to be completely honest um it's funny you brought that up because i'm kind of at a 
at a turning point. Um, where I'm at is kind of in a weird location. Um, it's kind of off the beaten path. Um, as you know, I'm sure like with Instagram and social media is uh, people are willing to travel now. Um, so the only thing that I could say as far as things coming up is uh, I actually probably will be moving pretty soon. Hmm. Uh, I'll be staying in California for sure, but the goal is to get into like a good central location for um, – say people that are coming in from either another state or just out of town. Um, I, I don't know that exact city yet, but um, within the year I'll, I'll definitely be moving just to make it more convenient for those people that are traveling, you know, cause I think that's kind of the only thing that's hurting me a little bit right now is because uh, where, where I've grown up um, it, it's kind of, it's a trek to get out here and stuff for people, you know? So I think being in a, in a busy central location uh, will, will benefit me a little bit more. I think you're totally right. I think you're sorry. Tight. I lost you there. That's a, that's all right, man. No worries. Yeah. You know, this shit goes off the rails sometimes we're doing yeah. good. Um, you know, I think you're right, man. And I think it's one thing that I'm seeing in tattooing, even up where I'm at, I'm in a small little blue collar town and I, I kind of yeah. suffer from that same, same issue. Um, I'm not moving anywhere. I have my yeah, family yeah. here and I have things that, that keep me tied down here. But I think, for artists that have that opportunity to put themselves in a market that has either the volume of people or is some sort of destination spot where, um, things come. I mean, shit, dude, it's kind of like back when you had to pop your tattoo shop up either in a port town or uh, yeah. by a school, you know what I mean? Yeah, like we're in, or in the middle of three schools and, um, you had to have something that was forcing, a, a change in clientele. You know, when I came up in Monterey, it was the defense language Institute was six blocks down the street, you know, and the gotcha. post Naval graduate Academy was right there in town, had a university as well. So those three elements, including the fact that Monterey was like this destination town where people came, right. Yeah. Also those four like made it dynamic in that area to, um, to, to have client, you know, clientele was more dynamic there where as you got outside of that area, you know, it's a little bit more, all right, who's around in this town and you maybe catch a few people coming through yeah. once in a while, but it's like, it's difficult. So I get it, man. It's yeah, it's absolutely. Tough. And, uh, I, I think that's definitely why I won't go too far. Cause I, you know, the same situation, I don't want to, you know, drag my family out, out into somewhere crazy or anything like that. Cause we do have family out this way, but I, it's just I've been kind of seeing that it, that it has held me back a little bit. You know what I'm saying from uh, from potential work and things like that. You know, people that have kind of been standoffish only because of of where I'm located and things like that. But ultimately, if someone really wants to get tattooed by you, they'll they'll go to you. You know what I'm saying? But but sometimes you got to open those gates for them. yeah. You know, absolutely. you gotta you gotta put the cobblestones down so they can walk over that you know muddy path to get to you. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I'm saying? Like it's yeah yeah that's true, man their strategies to yeah, that, that's that's the only real but yeah to answer your question that that's that's the only real news i kind of have as of right now mm -hmm. um because like i said i've been at my shop for about three years now and um i i love all the clients out here um i actually love my shop but i think uh that'll probably be the, the next move for me and then um traveling is actually i i'll get emails from people uh asking me if i'm going to certain places and uh like I said, that, that probably won't be for a few years. I want to at least wait till my kids are like in school full Both time school, and things yeah. like that. So 
but yeah. I, I'm definitely looking forward to traveling. What are those spots that are on your bucket list? Either, uh, either... Man, you know what? Believe it or not, I, there's actually a handful that I can break down to you real, real quick. Um, Portland, Oregon is definitely somewhere I want to go. Um, I'd like to go to, to Philly and tattoo. Um, New York and San Francisco. Um, Florida. Um, and then probably Australia and London. Th- those awesome. are like all up there on, on the places I want to go. And I, obviously there might be more after I get into it, but th- those are the main spots I'd like to go uh, in the next few years. Yeah. I think, uh, you find those, those spots, you might be out at one of those places and somebody says, Oh man, well, you got to try this. You know, there's yeah. this, either this guest spot or this convention that goes on every year, you know, make an effort to get over there. And I think that's where you find ultimately is with everything that we have available to us, that's where you find those those conventions and those places yeah. that are going to continue year after year after year and stand the test of time um, is those ones that everybody that are personal referrals, you know, yeah, those absolutely. cats that know that it's going to be consistent. And so every year I'm going to London, you know, every year I'm going to this Barcelona convention. Yes, absolutely. And every year I'm going to Palm Springs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you see those shows that are going to continue to go. And that's because, you know, people are vouching for them. And, yeah, absolutely. and it's cool to see. Definitely. That's kind of a sentiment that's that's been, you know, almost lost as well um, with this explosion that seems to be coming back a little bit is that, you know, because there's so, so, so much stuff available. Like I keep saying, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and like, man, I think I said it uh, to Ryan Mullins this last week too, is like, we got to start doing what Jack Rudy says, man, stop supporting douchebags and yeah, do a little bit I of that research and, and listen to our friends and those people that are, that are going to these conventions and, and spots that, um, that it's working out for them and they're being taken care of. So, yeah. Um, and you can definitely spot those right away. You know, it's like I, I've been at conventions, like you said, that are just kind of run by, you know, these promoters that that could care less about the tattoo industry. You know, they're just trying to make a, uh, some money or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. it is always nice um, to know that there's still those conventions where, you know, they're artists operated or, you know, they have your best intention in mind. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And, um, you know, out of the cities that you spoke about, um have you talked to different people about those cities or how are those, um, or are they just kind of meccas, you know, San Francisco, obviously there's so many people that have come out of San Francisco, New York, is yeah. like that same way. Um, you know, how do you decide on those places that you want to go? Um, those are both all places that have just kind of always appealed to me, but I mm. have been able to talk to different tattooers that have all been, been in those places. So I think I've heard good feedback about all those places um, and like I said, there might be other places that I end up going that, you know, I didn't know were going to be such a good place to go. But um, I, I think those are just, yeah, just through meeting people and hearing good things that I think, uh, you know, it, it would just be nice to check it out, you know, because I'm just so used to California, which mm-hmm. obviously there's nothing wrong out here, <laughs> you know. Right. But, yeah, I think there's just an, an appeal for me personally about those spots. But, um, yeah, and it's, you know, it's always cool meeting new people and just seeing, you know, how how different people live their lives when it comes to tattooing and you know because i'm sure tattooing in some of those places is completely different than out here so i'm mm-hmm. kind of anxious to see how that is you know yeah what was it like growing up where you're at right now um it was good man um i actually had a really good upbringing um both my parents were good i mean they were they were divorced but honestly they they divorced long before i was even talking and stuff you know so mm-hmm. um 
I think they always just wanted me to do good. You know, um, I think when I first got into tattooing, uh, my parents were kind of leery cause, uh, at the time I was getting into tattooing, I was in high school. So, um, my grades sucked, man. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, I felt like I was slowly becoming a hermit crab, man, to be honest with you, just because I started caring more and more about drawing, you know, and then uh, I kind of realized this pattern. It was like, you know, school was so much fun, but as, you know, you got close to graduating, it was like, all right, well, you know, the party ends after this. So I, I got to have, have something in mind, you know, and I kind of knew right off the bat that school wasn't my strength, you know what I mean? Mm. G- you know, going to a college and getting a degree and stuff. I knew that wasn't for me. Um and to be honest, most of my high school years, uh, I would just bring a folder full of drawing paper. So like when right. it was time to work on your classwork, I would just bust out my folder and work <laughs> on drawings and things like that. So um, I think my parents just always encouraged me to like just realize how important whatever it is I want to do in life to take it real serious and mm-hmm. make sure that it's something that's going to eventually you know, provide for not only myself, but potentially a family one day. So um, I think when it came to tattooing uh, – they just kind of were unsure, you know, because the mentality of tattooing, like of what they thought it was back then was like, you know, I was going to turn into like some sketchy biker and be hooked on drugs or, you know, something like that. And I, but it's like, it's not like that. So I think once, once I kind of showed them that, and actually I dropped out of high school to start tattooing. So I think that kind of made them nervous as well. Um, but I, I was kind of so sure in my mind that this was something I wanted to do. Um, and I think that's how it is. If you're passionate in life about something, you'll, you'll, you'll make it happen, you know? And I, I think that's where I was with tattooing is I kind of saw that that was the one outlet that, um, I would always be happy with. Um, cause it seemed like it was a always satisfying job, you know, because people are wearing your art and, uh, you know, just meeting the people, all the stuff we talked about earlier. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm lucky that I got into it, man. And to be honest, it was, it was, it was a super hard journey, but, um, I'm, I'm glad that I stuck it out now, you know, cause I see a lot of guys that are, you know, trying to get into tattooing now because I think they see the glamorous side of tattooing. Sure. Like, you know, you'll instantly be, you know, well-known and, you know, you'll make all kinds of money and stuff like that. But it's like, I think it weeds out the people that aren't serious, you know, right. cause you gotta be really dedicated and really passionate if you want to make this a lifelong career, you know, right. Ben Corn calls those bar tattooers. They, yeah, they're tattooers so they can go to the bar and look cool. Cause they <laughs> say I'm a tattooer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's just like, I, like I said, I, I, I relate it to the music industry, you know, it's like you, you know, you have a band that just jumps into it, but doesn't have, you know, the credibility to back it up. It's like, they're just going to fade out, you know? And I think that's the same way with tattooing, you know? Mm-hmm until their talent takes over and, and their yeah. hard work shows and, uh, they, you know, it, it can, it can happen, you know? Yeah, you, absolutely. You they gave can. some, some, a nice shout out as I was scrolling through your Instagram to, uh, a guy named, uh, Julius Vargas from, I think a shop called Paragon. Is that where you started out and, and, uh, some of that historical love going out there? Yeah. To be honest, man, I owe just about everything I know to that guy, man. Um, I think he gave me a super healthy perspective on tattooing, which, um, I don't know. I'm, and I'm sure you've gotten it, you know, you've been around enough tattooers and you've been doing it so long that, you know, you've, you've kind of been taught the ropes, you know, and Mm -hmm. you know what, what tattooing is. And I think, uh, he definitely taught me a lot of that. Um, and his shop was a street shop, you know, um, you know, always busy, you know, half time you're doing stuff you didn't like. And it was stuff that was, you know, picked, you know, Cherry Creek flash or whatever it was, you know, but that doesn't mean people weren't just as psyched on it, you know? So, um, 
I think why I'm so grateful to have learned from him wasn't um, kind of set on like one style. It was just like, hey, you know, show you all the elements of tattooing. And then, you know, obviously it was up to me from there w- which direction I wanted to go. But, you know, it was black and gray, Japanese, you know, cartoony, new school, whatever it was. I think uh, he was just a well-rounded tattooer and he still is. And I think that's good nowadays, especially, you know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of people just want to find that niche and run with it or things like that. But at the end of the day, uh, I think it's kind of good to go out of your comfort zone, you know? And that's mm-hmm. what I liked about a street shop. It, it wasn't about the hype about you. It was just about a guy coming in and can you produce what he wants, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's definitely what I was taught at his shop. And uh, he's still the same way to this day. And I, so I think whenever I'm struggling or like, you know, I, I'm kind of like losing sight of things when it comes to tattooing. I think he's just a good guy to, for me to talk to because, you know, he, the whole say that last part again he's a good guy to talk to you cut out just a little bit oh yeah just i was just saying that he has a healthy perspective on tattooing yeah. and that, that that's why i enjoy talking to him and um to be honest mo- most of like my application and things i still do was all taught straight through him you know what i mean mm-hmm. obviously i've learned other things through different tattooers but mm-hmm. the the fundamentals was taught by him that, most definitely. that all yeah. came from that root in in that apprenticeship what's that it all came from the roots of that apprenticeship yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. Um, so yeah, I definitely owe a lot to that guy. That's awesome, man. Well, it's, yeah. it's great to see, um, super fucking solid tats getting, Thanks, man. I you know, getting it. produced and man, I love your stuff. It's super clean, super, um, nice to look at it. You're doing a Thank you. wonderful job at it. And I appreciate you so much coming on my podcast, bullshit yeah, with me and, and talking tattoos, family and art, man. I love it. Yeah, likewise, man. Thanks for having me, and uh, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. Where can people find out more about your tattooing, and if they want to set up an appointment, get at you? Um, well, obviously, Instagram is, is the number one as far as looking at work. Um, it's at Jacob Donnie Tattoo. Um, my email is Tattoo by Jake. That's T-A-T, the number two, by Jake. And, um, yeah, I mean, the best thing I could say for people watching or listening, I should say, um, is don't be afraid to ask questions. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing is I notice uh, through email, a lot of people are kind of, you know, they don't know the right question to ask, but I try to be as helpful as possible mm-hmm. through uh, email or even if, if it's through Instagram. Great. Approachable, badass tattooer. Get at them, people. It's, uh, it, it, like I said, man, it was great talking to you. And I Likewise. appreciate you coming in, man. Enjoy your day off and um, uh, keep keep doing what you're doing, dude. I appreciate it, Joe. Have a good one, man. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for another week of Sullen Radio. Thanks for listening, everyone. I appreciate all the support. Shoutouts go to Leo, Jeremy, Stu Snyder, Ray, Temmy Lee from the Cats. Y'all rule, man. I love it. Thank you for all the support. Thanks to everybody who's sharing the show, telling their friends. It, it makes all the difference in the world. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Sullen Radio, and head over to SullenRadio.com to support the show. You can either pick up a print, or you can donate on that page to Tattoos Cure Cancer. I appreciate it, guys. Have a great week, and keep hustling, everybody.